Whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone. It is Kit and Cynthia, and today we have the beautiful, amazing, perfect <laughs> oh my goodness. Athena Calderon. Talented, you forgot. Talented. Inspiring. Smart. You have me blushing. <laughs> Thanks for having me, ladies. Yeah, we're so excited. We have so many things to talk about. We just heard some news that you have something coming up soon well i just turned in like last week the kind of final 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 manuscript for actually not just the manuscript like the the photography the edits you know everything for my next book which is an interior design book and it's slated to come out in march um 2020 so yeah we have a little bit of time but it's super exciting and it kind of feels like my Another baby. Yeah, books are hard. I have to say books are hard. But this is your second, right? This is my second. The first, yeah. My first one was a cookbook called Cook Beautiful. And this one is a design book called Live Beautiful. And, you know, I I kind of um, could never really pick a career. It was always food and design. It was anything Mm -hmm. that was like under the umbrella of the home is really where I developed my passions and kind of love of, of creating so it was always like, you know, kind of feathering my nest and making my homes beautiful. But it was also like, you know, getting creative in the kitchen and entertaining. And so it's exciting that the first book was a cookbook and now I have the follow-up design book. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's interesting how all those lines are blurred. And, you know, I I know that it's the visuals are really important to you when you're cooking. They are. And... You know, all those, I, I think it's so interesting that a lot of times you reference, but also it's really obvious when you look at, you know, your your photographs of your food that all those things that like an artist thinks about when they create a painting, you're thinking mm-hmm. about also the um, composition, the color, the texture. It's so true. Th- thank you for seeing that. <laughs> yeah, um, one thing that I wanted to ask is maybe like, I know, you know, from your website, I Swoon, and from your books, you cover such a wide umbrella of, of topics, whether it's, you know, culinary arts or interior design, fashion, whatever it is. And I was wondering, you know, what is the common thread for you throughout? I mean, for me, fashion feels like a little bit like a, a side, just something that I that's something that I really love. So I think it's like somewhat just like mingled into everything that I do. But for the most part, everything that I do now is exactly. I I, I was thinking on my drive over here that it's really interesting that the name of this podcast is called Ageless because age was always um, a thing for me. And I think it is for a lot of people. Like I 
had my son when I, I got pregnant when I was 25. I had my son when I was 26. And that wasn't the age, quote unquote, when most people had babies in New York City, you know, and I <sighs> hadn't really figured out career yet. I was like, did some modeling. I was studying acting. And then I like had this baby and like went and traveled the world with my husband and was like so fulfilled in so many ways. But I, I also had like this creative void within me because I was always a creative and visual person and didn't really have an outlet for that. So even though I was filled with like so much love, you know, for my family life, I didn't have a creative outlet. I didn't know what I was meant to offer the world. And it, I really struggled with that. And um, my homes, like m- my husband and I had also like invested in real estate, you know, and my homes became this like way for me to find expression. And, um, you know, I would like put Jeevan to bed and I would sometimes like pump up music and like start like cooking and rolling out pastry. And I started baking at first because I was like this militant kind of perfectionist and I still am. (laughs) And baking, and you know this because you love to bake, but baking is like, there's like a certitude attached to it. It's scientific. Mm -hmm. And I just like, so, I mean, to answer your question, like I was home alone often because my husband would travel, Jeevan was an infant, and all my friends were in their 20s and they were going out and partying and they were developing their careers and I felt really disconnected from people my age and just kind of started to create and craft my own passions and they were all within the home. It was Mm -hmm. always cooking and then cooking became, oh, let me like lure friends to my home because I love to cook and nobody's eating like a really good meal. And I was also like, I also geek out over like cooking techniques and like really like started reading reviews and learning about, you know, roasting and basting and, you know, braising and I just like I got really geek geeky about it and Mm -hmm. like I wanted to share it with the world so not with the world but with like my community and my friends so I started entertaining and then that led to like oh I want to make the table look you know really beautiful and you know the lighting I want to be right and so it's just like it all happened so organically and There I was like beating myself up, like bordering on depression because I wasn't like, quote unquote, doing anything with my life. But I didn't realize that this was all kind of building to something. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know what it was. And your passion then later became your job and your career and, and, you know, building off of that place of like loneliness and not feeling secure out of that came such like a beautiful passion and yeah but i think you have to like listen to your own you know i think a lot of people um don't allow that into their lives you know like you really have to listen and really think what do i really 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 love to do you know it's true and then i think there's so many opportunities now that you can just you you can put things out there, you know, it's easier, much easier to tell your story. And I think you're a really good storyteller and put it out there into the world and sort of like just engage your community and have a, and, and that helps. I think that helps you define it helped where you're going with your career. Yeah. I, you know, and your passion. I always thought you just needed to excel in one thing in order to find success. And it wasn't until I embraced like 
this uncharted territory. I mean, maybe Martha Stewart had car- yeah. <laughs> paved the oh, way yeah, a little are, bit. There is Martha Stewart. <laughs> there is Martha. Um, but it's but, totally different. Yeah, it's and so different. And it's a different time. I do totally think like, modern everything day. is like so different now and changing every day. And, and, and it's like you just have to like really be on your game, you know, really be putting yourself out there. Also, like around that time, like I didn't know if I was on if I was onto something, you know. Like for mm-hmm. me, like food and design felt, you know, synonymous. But like I didn't know if other people would kind of find that interesting. And you know, Instagram was just getting started, and I would get these messages from these young girls just saying, like, I love that you represent more than one thing. Mm-hmm. And it really like made me feel made me feel empowered that I was maybe empowering other people to ca- carve their own journey, you know, that like, you know, you could not have a defined role but still find success and find a way to create mm-hmm. beauty and find passion and share it with the world, you know. But also I, I noticed that you do have a sort of streamlined aesthetic that flows into each of those categories that are your passions, whether it be interior design or food design or whatever it is. I think that having a point of view that applies in all of those categories helps keep it, you know, helps create a brand for your viewers. Right. Well, I think that because... um aesthetics mean a lot to me. I mean, I get inspired by beauty. And even when I'm developing a recipe, or even if I'm just like, you know, riffing and cooking in the kitchen for my family, like, I'm not only just thinking of flavor, I'm thinking of color and texture, like you were saying before, Cynthia, like, I do do think that there's like, always an uh, aesthetic point of view from everything that I do. And I want it to, I want it to feel um, cohesive Mm -hmm. and curated. Um, but not too curated. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my Instagram is very curated, but I try on my stories. Like I started this series called I Soon Unplugged. Oh, you which, guys yeah. need to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just, um, I started to feel like people were wanting more real life. And instead of like these perfectly poised images of like me, you know, setting a table, looking away, looking all coy, you know, like (laughs) people, that's not real. You know, when I'm cooking for my family, like I'm not setting the table like that. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to show like, oh, this is what it looks like when I'm just, you know, making shit up in the kitchen. Um, And in the beginning, when I first started Ice Moon Unplugged, it was like, you would even sometimes see me get drunk along the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> drunk cooking totally. oh my god that's amazing um yeah it, and it's been really fun and refreshing <laughs> to see other people make these recipes and also like suddenly it bre- it like gave this new breath um of interest to my book because you know it's interesting as a catch-22 because like a lot of the photography that I share is like really aesthetically pleasing and and beautiful and curated people can sometimes get intimidated totally so yeah doing this I Soon Unplugged of like showing me actually make it and you know nothing is propped nothing is like perfectly done Um, but it's just like seeing the process of me making this dish it somehow made it more accessible to people what is your go-to everybody in your family starving what can you make like 
in like 10 minutes. Like what's your fast go-to yummy mm. meal? Or what do you always have in your kitchen that yeah. you can whip something up? Well, I would like the first thing I thought of when you said what's my go-to is a, a whole roasted chicken. And what's really interesting is like I never ate a whole like I never made a whole roasted chicken until I developed my cookbook. And now it's like my go-to because it's you just get a chicken, you stuff it with some lemons and garlic, you put a bunch of vegetables around it, you douse it in olive oil and just pop it in the oven. And then like you have an instant meal like immediately. Mm-hmm. And I have like a recipe in Cook Beautiful that's like a little bit more elevated than that, but for the most part, like it's just like an easy put in the oven for like an hour and you forget about it. Um, and you drink wine. While and it's, it's meal prep too, because it's like, it's a larger portion. So like, if you don't finish it, you know, have yeah. it for the rest of the week. Have it for yes. lunch. <laughs> but also like I roast, especially like in fall, I'm like roasting a ton of vegetables. Like I just think there's nothing. Oh, the squash. The squash. Oh, yeah. I remember. Uh, have you made the, you made the squash? Oh, yeah, machine. baby. Yeah. My favorite recipe. It was it. easy. It looks so pretty, but it, and it actually was easy. Yeah. One of, like, I would say one of the overarching, like, if I had to identify the type of food that I make, like, it's very simple cooking techniques normally, but I like a really, like, punchy, flavorful sauce. Mm-hmm. So, like, it'll be just, like, roasted squash, but then as it's roasting, you make, like, this vinegary kind of spicy a little sweet you know or in summer like I'll do just like a piece of white fish on the grill on like a bed of lemons and then make some sort of like herby kind of sauce to drizzle over it so I just I I feel like sometimes I, I make something that's very simple but then like dress it up at the end do you ever use an air fryer no Oh, my God. It's, like, changed our lives. <laughs> Wait, invite me over, please. Amazon, $60. Yeah. It's literally amazing. It's I'm, just so I'm easy. I'm, like, w- ready to open an air fryer restaurant right now. <laughs> like, with, you know, 200 air fryers lined up in the kitchen. Yeah. It's really it's amazing. Awesome. Okay. It cooks really fast. I can't, I can't explain it. Potatoes, mushroom, like, all kinds of veggies. You can do chicken, tofu, whatever air fryer but then you need the sauce right one other thing i wanted to talk about a little bit is travel okay because i know you've been on some epic trips in italy recently yes and just like where what you do when you're on a trip what do you do for inspiration and what do you buy and what you know What's your takeaway from a fantastic trip? I will say that travel is probably what inspired both like a really big part of that like time in my life when I was traveling a lot when I just had Jivan. Like we were everywhere from like Japan to Morocco to Israel. Like we were absorbing all these like different cultures and all of this like in Morocco, like saturated colors and in Italy, like, you know, you know, texture and time-worn patina. And so I feel like my sense of aesthetic and like mixing kind of textures really like came from travel a lot. But then also like, I was like pretty basic as far as what I ate growing up. Like I grew up in Long Island, like not from a very like fancy kind of culinary background and like I didn't even eat fish like growing up like it wasn't until I moved to the city like I I'd never had like Mexican food or Japanese food or Thai so like like traveling and like I don't know eating like a whole fish for the first time and like Mykonos and then 
um, like learning about tapas in Spain, like this all kind of was, you absorb so much of it. And so I would say like, whatever your passions are, like seek them out when you travel and like experiment when you get home, like try it on for size because sometimes like mimicking something or filtering it through your creative lens is so important. So that's like an overarching thing. Do you bring, bring brings, things home? Like spices um, or? Yes. I, well, I tend to, I mean, it depends where I go, but like for a while I was buying a cutting board or getting a piece of pottery from like everywhere. Like I would always try to seek out like some sort of market or like hand artisan that like made, you know, a, like nothing fancy. Like I wouldn't be buying like big vessels or anything, but like just like a, a sweet little bowl or something that's like identifiable to that region. Um so and every yes. time you use it, then you, you think about yeah. your trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, I always like wanted to be like, oh, you know, certain people like always collect matchbooks or something. Like I, I didn't find my thing until like recently I, that I just like have all this like collection of all this different pottery and, and cutting boards that remind me of a, of a city. I always try to bring back some textiles. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like we, I brought a bunch back from Senegal and Africa, and you know, I always try to bring back some fabrics. And sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. But yeah. it's just nice to have. Definitely, I want to um, go on a holiday with you guys. You guys have yeah, we, the most epic trips. We go on crazy yeah. adventures. I love it. Be prepared. <laughs> yeah. We've been. Um, so, what is your what's your dream destination then, um, or what's the next place you're thinking of? I've never been to Thailand, and I really yeah. want to go. I've never Best been. Best food. Yeah, that's on my list That for would certain. be really inspiring for you, I think. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I really, I love, like, strong flavor and very strong point of view aesthetically, and I think that it has both, and it also has, like, the spiritual layer and the cultural layer woven in. Yeah. So, yeah, that's tippy-top of my list. But I can go back to Italy, like, I could probably live in Italy. I love the islands off the coast of Sicily, the Aeolian Islands. The volcanic islands are just so special because they're really like slow living that doesn't exist in like our urban existence. And it's just so important to realize that that still exists in the world. Nice. Well, one thing I also wanted to talk about, which my mom has talked about on the podcast a little bit, is being that you're both career power women, you know, what are, how do you guys work to help balance like spending time with your family and with your kids and being a mom and also, you know, working your butt off? Because at this point, like you have so much between real estate and the blog and cookbooks and everything like it must just be so overwhelming i um i'm actually like coming on a one year anniversary of like really shifting how i live my life as far as self-care because i would say for a good two years i was really depleted and running on empty like to the point where i was just like I was crying like, every day, and my life couldn't. I'm have listening been... really closely right now. <laughs> <laughs> Take some notes. I'm like, where, where is this going, and yeah. how can I get in on this? Yeah. Well, I just like I couldn't find a way out for two years. Like we were, I was renovating a home, and yeah. I was managing the. And my husband was like, like project managing, but I was like 
in charge of all of the design and all of the finishes and the execution and like the seeking of, you know, all the antiques and refinishing them and reupholstering them. And I knew Architectural Digest was shooting the house, which added like another layer of pressure. And like, we really didn't have the budget to do what we were doing. So I was taking on more and more work that I had no business taking on because I had to. So I already, my time was already not my own and I was already starting at 6 a.m. and finishing at midnight. And like, I just was like, go, 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 go. And I couldn't, I, I felt trapped in a similar way, like in my 20s that I felt trapped. All of a sudden I felt trapped because there was like so much excitement happening in my world. Like I had a book and it was, this was the same time that the book was coming out. So it was just like so much all at once. And I wasn't eating well. I wasn't cooking for my family. I felt like such a fraud. I like, you know, I was really snappy with my husband. I probably wasn't having enough sex. I wasn't like being kind and thoughtful and helping my son as much as I should be. Like, I was really not proud of who I was. I was making poor decisions because I was so depleted. And last and like all you can do is get through your to-do list. Yeah. Like that if you like if you can just knock off another thing mm-hmm. and without, you know, and give up some fun time or whatever, that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just wasn't you. having fun. I wasn't laughing, I wasn't dancing, I wasn't like joyful. Um, and then I made a couple of like really tough decisions. One was like, I pushed back the release date of my next book. We rented our house for the entire summer last summer, which like we did because we had to, not because we wanted to. And thank God for, you know, thank God we had that to do. Um, so that like brought some influx of cash flow, and then some pressure got put off because I pushed back the book, which was really hard for me because I'm such a people pleaser that I like wanted to deliver on time. Mm-hmm. But like all of a sudden, these like two things. Oh, and I finally finished the house, and Architectural Digest was shot, and I just finally that was, was a great able story. to. Yeah, so. thank you. Finally able able to like exhale. And I was like, okay, I, and it was August. It was last year in August. And I like was like, I am going to grasp hold of this time because if I don't, it's just going to keep snowballing. And I, um, I mean, it was maybe a little drastic, but I'm an extremist, but like I stopped drinking completely. I'm drinking again now, but I was worried for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I just like decided to cut out booze because I wanted clarity I like started taking all these supplements and like just taking care of my body more I started working out every day um started doing yoga I started transcendental meditation like I just like I did it all I was just like (laughs) okay I'm doing nothing and now I'm gonna do it all and um I'm you know I oh I stopped um like eating carbs and sugar like I just like I needed a reset and it needed to be extreme for me to like take it seriously and um and that reset is like you know slowly I started introducing introducing like carbs and sugar again and started drinking alcohol again but at its core I'm still the whole year has gone by now and I'm still putting myself first and in doing so everything has been dialed up my relationship with my son my like you know, like feistiness with my husband, like even Jivan, you know, said like, you know, you guys are so much more fun. Like also it rubbed off on Victor and Jivan. Victor and Jivan started doing jujitsu regularly. So like we were all taking care of our bodies. We were all like 
listening to music more and podcasts and engaging more and like just everything changed. And it's, you know, I mean, I made a drastic change, but in a way, like it's kind of crazy to think that you can just put self-care first and then everything else will follow suit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying I don't have stressful days, but I feel like I'm just like putting coping mechanisms. Yeah. 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 And you, but and you, you guys have surfing. I mean, I look at you guys as a family, and it's like so incredible to see that you have this joy. Like you, you always get out of the water kit, and you're like, "Oh, it was so much fun!" Like I did that. Was, and I, I and I never I'm, get out of the water. I'm still, always still yeah, in there, which is amazing. Though, but that's your that's your serenity. That's like, my meditation. Mm-hmm. That's definitely my fun. It's my time to be with friends and and community and like basically it's really like the joy in my life Mm because i get to do it with my family too but i do agree that sometimes like you you need to kind of shock yourself with all of that stuff and i have times in the year like especially at the beginning of a year where i will go hard on my self-care and then you know you know that you can do all of that stuff so that you, you know, can put them into your life at certain points when you really need them. And then you don't have to be practicing them all All like hardcore for the entire year. But I think that that's really important. And if you have, you know, a big, the end to a big project also can be sort of like draining in a way because you've been working so, so hard and, and then, you know, the project is done and it's over and you're like, what, what do I do now? Yeah. And you've been so stressed out and, you know, finally you have a moment to focus on yourself. And so take that time and run with it because it's so important to have time where you can just like lay a little bit lower and focus on you. Yeah. And it's also really interesting to test your willpower. Like I was like, oh, how am I going to be like in the Hamptons in August and then lead into Fashion Week in New York City without booze. <laughs> like, how am I going to be social? Yeah. But, like, I was I was fine. Like, mm-hmm. it's, and, and I felt, like, empowered for, like, just still being able to be, you know, fun. out and about and fun. Yeah. But, like, I was just woke up with such, like, focus and clarity and not, like, hazy. And I don't know. I mean, I might do it again. I was thinking, like... Yeah, maybe, maybe it's it'll a good, be like a yearly ritual. Exactly. That's what I was <laughs> going to say, like your yearly cleanse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about is that, I mean, you touched on this a little bit with Eye Swoon Unplugged, but when I look at your homes as a young person, to me it's like so, so beautiful that I'm like, I don't know if I could ever do that. What are your tips for young people who are just, you know, building their first spaces or just, you know, got their first apartment? Where where do I turn to? Where do I look for inspiration, for signature pieces, whatever it is? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think that, first of all, I, you have to have the the interest, which I know you do. Mm-hmm. But I think that if, you know, if you're interested in like making your homes beautiful, like I don't, I think people forget sometimes like the power of paint. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that sounds like really silly, but like even 
when we, before we renovated our house, we lived in it for a little while, and I developed all my recipes in this like janky old kitchen that was like practically falling apart. And I literally myself just like painted all the cabinets like a dark charcoal gray, and I like changed out the like old linoleum like countertop with like ninety nine dollar like butcher block from IKEA. And you know you can find somebody on like Task Rabbit to like you these little things for you for not a lot of money but I I'm not saying like I mean that's kind of drastic like I think a lot of young people in rentals aren't going to like change their kitchen but I do think that like you can like paint a wall like a dramatic color and just like change the entire energy of your home um and I also think that like start like I think a lot of the mistakes some people some young people make is they like I am such a fan of like IKEA and you know CB2 and West Elm, but sometimes if you buy only that, it maybe lacks a little bit of soul. So I would say like maybe buy your bigger pieces from like some of these, you know, like you know retail what? spots. And- I love Cherish. Do you know that? Well, that's site? what I was just about to say. Yeah, and then- I love that site. I'm and- obsessed with Cherish. Half of my house was was Same. furnished by Cherish, Same. but that's what I was going to say. Like then go and get like all these like accessory pieces from Etsy or from eBay or from Cherish or like when you travel go to like seek out what the local flea markets are or even like yard sales or estate sales and like find things that have a soul that have texture that like your eye like responds to immediately isn't going to be what you know everybody else is uh, what everybody else sees but when you see like whether it's like a shape or a texture or a color that like you respond to, like it's the only one out there in the world of it if you're like find, finding it at a vintage shop or at Cherish. So like those are the pieces that are going to make your home just an expression of who you are and what your kind of aesthetic is. So I think an, it's like curating any, it's like curating your wardrobe. You wouldn't go to one store and buy everything mm-hmm. yeah. at the same place. You know, you want to have like a vintage piece and maybe something that's a little more eccentric and then something that's more clean and modern. Exactly. Or, you know, it's it's. I think it's really cool to mix it all up. And wallpaper is good, too. Wallpaper is great. And also, like, vintage, like, I've known people that have found like sofas on the street in New York City, like a Milo Bauman like sofa. Like, I think that sometimes what people are afraid to do is pull the trigger on something because they don't know like what exactly to do with it. But I think if you see things that you like, just trust that it'll find a home or that maybe like down the line you'll reupholster it or, you know, maybe you'll paint it or, you know, mm-hmm. I think that. Trusting your gut, especially if you, like, see something and you're really innately drawn to it, like, just trust that it'll find a home. My secret is when something is not great looking, paint it black. Like, my kitchen cabinets, paint it black. Paint it black. (laughs) And it sort of disappears, you know? We we had this brick um, fireplace in this house in Montauk, and I was like, Let's just paint it black, and it kind of disappears, but it looks really kind of cool. Yeah. So I guess, you know, that's a good little tip. Totally. And, like, all of my homes, all of my beds are IKEA beds that we just painted black. (laughs) Um, Some of them, actually, some of them we painted monochromatic, like, the same color as the wall so that it disappears. And then other ones we painted black so they make, like, a punchy statement. And I think that's another thing, like... 
in my house in Brooklyn in the master bathroom, everything is like very girly and feminine. Like I even have like pink marble and like a very delicate, dainty chandelier. But then I like purposefully put like punchy black, like masculine moments to offset it. So like, you know, not having everything be one noted. Same with fashion, you know, like having something that's like yeah. the wild card or mixing masculine and feminine or something. Sporty, pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you like, even when you're like styling your coffee table, if like your coffee table is like very square and angular, then make sure the things you put on it have like more of like a sculptural or, you know, a sexy curve to it or vice versa. If you have like a curvy coffee table, then you want, you know, you know, harsher, more angular. Like I'm such a fan in how I dress in what I cook and in how I style my home in kind of juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you like create some sort of tension it's what draws the eye in it's what causes curiosity it what it's what makes you like want to linger just a little bit longer and like look look around and like you don't know always like why swoon and it's also it's (laughs) makes your eyes swoon you don't know what makes your eyes swoon (laughs) it's authentic too i think because i think it's easy when you're building an online brand to be like i am bohemian so i'm only gonna you know stay in this lane and post this content and be this person and people are just not like they just know that's not real no one is like that no one is that one one noted so having you know balance that is a balance of you know many different things and contrast but within one sort of overall cohesive brand is what people are craving now and so i think that's so like important to think about i like your is it like a tv room upstairs in your house in brooklyn yeah Yeah. super sexy Super sexy, huge departure. It wasn't. It was supposed to be white, like the rest of the house, and then it was just so vanilla. I was just like, oh, it's boring up here. And then, like, I was like, let's paint the walls, like plaster the walls, like dark navy. And then I was like, the walls aren't enough. Let's paint the ceiling dark navy. (laughs) And then, like the you know classic bookshelves library, I was like, and those are going navy too. (laughs) So like the whole room really envelops you. It's such a shift visually from the rest of the home that. It's it just makes it more interesting. It it feels like you want to just put some uh, headphones on and blast music <laughs> in there. Mm-hmm. We haven't really had a party in there. <laughs> Let's make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of music, music yeah. is I know it's important in your life. Yes, and um, your hubby is a DJ. Yes. among other things, producer. He produces, but mostly DJs, but it's uh, like a pretty hardcore techno underground. Like he plays after hours, starts at 4 a.m., plays big festivals. Yeah. He's like a little, <laughs> he's like, he's like a shaman up there, like <laughs> yeah. spreading his musical gospel. <laughs> um, it's, you know, and that's like, I mean, when we met, I was like, I was a club girl. I worked at the tunnel. I had a shaved head. What? Yeah. <laughs> Septum oh, ring. My, <laughs> my God. That's amazing. I have no photos of that time in my life. But like, yeah, I was a club girl. You're like the opposite of that now. It's so funny. <laughs> with Which a is, little bit of that. In yeah, there, with you know? a little 
edgy give me, mes- give me mescal and i get i get a little fun and wild side comes out wait so that's how you met him yeah we met at the tunnel which, oh my know. god you know i was there recently and it's like a fashion brand now like a fashion studio where they make i mean they have runway some- shows during fashion week and first dibs is in that building up upstairs actually they have oh, like really yeah it's, it's so crazy it's such a trip i mean i yeah it's kind of but yeah, so music is like we have always had a recording studio in our house, so there's always like bass thumping in the house. That like when people first come, they're that. just like, "Wait, what's going on?" And I'm like, "I don't even hear it anymore." <laughs> Wait, so do you have? Is there a certain kind of music that you like to listen to when you cook, hmm. or? Um, I'm not like it's funny. Neither myself or Victor are big into making like playlists for the house. Like he, everyone's always like, oh, I'm not going to play music at your house because, like, you know, Victor's like the DJ. And I'm like, no, he doesn't like, he does that for work. So he doesn't want to ever do it at home. That's so funny because I just like could totally see that. Like, that's his work. So he's just like, I don't even, I don't even. Like, yeah. I'm just and gonna, it intimidates just me. silence. I'm like, yeah, amazing. I'm on Spotify. Yeah. I, actually, <laughs> I'm like such a spot, Spotify junkie. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like, I feel like I need to make a new playlist because, um, last year I had the party that you came to for my birthday and like, I kept asking all my DJ friends, like I have all these DJ friends, like, oh, make me a playlist. And like, it was the day of the party and nobody did it. And I was like, (laughs) oh, whatever, I'm going to put it together myself. And like, it has no rhyme or reason, but it's still like my favorite playlist, like my birthday playlist, but it's so kind of all over the place from like hip hop to, you know, I don't even know. I well, we a beautiful ask, contrast. A, it's a beautiful <laughs> contrast kit. Yeah. Well, we go. always ask people, "What's your get pumped song?" Like when you really want to like get pumped. Um, I love that LCD Sound System song. Dance Yourself Clean. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that song because it's like 10 songs in one. There's like, it. you can kind of like thrash out and then it's like the beginning's like just like a little quirky. And yeah, it like, it. it's it's not one noted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like you. Oh, I have another question. Cooking and decorating. What, what do you think is the perfect hostess gift? Well, I think that as somebody that cooks all the time, I always go through olive oil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that if you know somebody cooks... We have like to, to invite her over, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just like to bring a really nice quality olive oil. Like oh, somebody if someone loves, brought that to me, I would literally... Would like, you be so happy? That is so thoughtful and it's sweet. Really and like literally, if you have an amazing olive oil, like... Just it makes changes. a big difference. Yeah, I know. everything. I know. All right. So tell everyone where they can find you. So I'm Athena Calderon. My handle on Instagram is iswoon. And you could also go to iswoon.com. And iswoon yeah. Unplugged. iswoon Unplugged is on my stories. Story, exactly. Yeah. And then Cook Beautiful is my cookbook that won a James Beard Award which wow. was like super, such a great honor. Huge. And now if you buy Cook Beautiful on Amazon, it has like, it's in its fourth printing right now, the book. Oh and now God. it has like the the stamp, the James Beard stamp on the cover, which I, I haven't really seen yet in person. So I'm excited for that. And then Live Beautiful will come out in March. 
Amazing. Woo. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for being here. Thank you so here. much for having me. This is awesome. So fun. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening.